Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid to Get Your Ass Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoes Fit podcast, and owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack. I'm also joined by John Nash, host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Hey Not the Face podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Now today we're looking ahead to UFC 281. But first, let's take a look back and see how we fared on last night's card. We all did really, really bad. Let's just say that. Um, Eugene, boy, Nate Manis... If I had known that that fight, if I had paid attention, that he was dropping down to 125, I would have never even said that you had once liked him because Mm -hmm. that was the problem with Nate Manis. So John and I went one and two and Eugene, you went 0 and two. So we're going to get into the breakdowns of last night. I just just wanted some clarity. One and two and 0 and two, which one's better? (laughs) <laughs> no john i'm gonna tell you this if that's your claim to glory right now it's a yeah buddy. Claim. Uh, just as long as i'm one step ahead yeah. of the man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's sad it's sad he's clutching on to uh, yeah so yeah. here's what we're gonna do we're gonna go through last night's card right quick because we do have we finally have a great pay-per-view card i mean we had a good one with 280 but i think 281 is even better but my you know you know my favorite thing about last night was about how on point for for the gicta mantle that he carries that uh, that magni was yeah right there was never a single point at which you were not sure that magni was gonna magni you during that entire Mm -hmm. fight that's the magic of the man and then he became the most winning welterweight of all time. He surpassed George St. Pierre last night with that win. He was yeah. also the first person to ever finish Daniel Rodriguez. And, you know, Eugene and John, both of you agreed with me that Li Jing Leong got robbed in their fight six weeks ago when he fought D-Rod. Yep. So he made this funny tweet last night. He congratulated Neil. He said, and I waited until all the way to the end to make sure they didn't raise his hand like they did with me. (laughs) No, I like that. Yeah. 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 I love it. So let's talk about the card. We're going to start at the top and work our way down and let's, let's look at Amanda Lemos surprising the world with that uh, standing TKO of Marina Rodriguez. Now I feel like the fight was stopped at an adequate moment because she wasn't going to recover from what she was getting. And further, Amanda looked like she was in mode. She wasn't going to stop swinging those bricks. 
She yep. she was going to keep swinging until Marina was in a puddle on the floor. So I feel like it was a good stoppage, especially that first one that landed staggered her. She was all over the place. And then she gets backed up to the fence and just wailed on. I feel like maybe um, the ref kind of saved her. What do you think? I, I, you know, the thing is, what, were people complaining that it was an early stoppage? Yes, some people were saying. Now, I, I do agree. You could have given her two more seconds. Sure. Uh, you know what? You know what? I always look at the person and to see if they're complaining about the stoppage. She was. And I. She what? was. Yeah, she was. She didn't. Want, I mean, and to her credit, as soon as it was stopped, you know, I mean, literally, as he was stopping it, she's like, "Why are you stopping it?" She was standing up, but. She wasn't intelligently defending. Yeah, yeah, that, that was not, that doesn't constitute. I yeah. want to see a head weave, a bob. I want to see somebody slip. It did, yeah, there was no. There was none of going. that. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of disagree because I'm usually big on like letting the ref stop the fight early when someone's in trouble or getting hit standing. But she got rocked and then fell into the cage. But after that, like, that flurry didn't hit once. It was hit going off the shoulder. It was missing. It was. I I thought. I mean. I just, I think, and I think Jonathan Stone's right about this. For the refs are, they're quicker to stop women's fight than this they are men. True. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. why I say he could have given her two or three more seconds, but I feel like the end result was going to be the same because even though some of those were being dodged, slipped, or whatever, it wasn't that she was slipping them. Did you notice what she was doing? She was hanging her head down and just tucking it. She wasn't yeah, putting her yeah. arms up to defend anything. So yeah. because Amanda wasn't actually landing, she was still swinging hammers that had yep. just three seconds before staggered mm. the shit out of her. Yeah, yep. nice those, language. Yeah, some of those were getting through. Fam- family show. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to monetize people. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, well, I do agree two or three seconds could have been given more. I, I don't think it was going to be any different uh, outcome at all. Yeah, yeah no, anyway. I, I just think there's no consistency. That's the only That's problem true. I have with this one. It just didn't, you know, like if a guy is getting repeat, she was getting hurt, but she wasn't getting repeatedly, hurt, you know, it wasn't like in a boxing match where it's obvious someone's just mm-hmm. getting teed on and you're like well we better stop at the next yep. chance we get yeah yeah. Yep. i didn't get that feeling it's you know it's mma it's we, we generally if you the intelligent you know she didn't even have to intelligent defend because she wasn't getting really hit i i don't know for this this particular fight usually i'm i'm way with right. the ref the caution but this one it felt like okay you were just quick to stop it yeah well i can i can see both points i definitely can but i just think that Amanda was going to end up putting her down for sure. All right, let's get to the co-main event where Neil Magny put on a great performance. Of course he did. Of course he did. Point. I mean, I said it in in multiple times this week and what I did, Eugene, because I took your advice sort of, I, I, I hedged my bets on bloody elbow. I didn't pick him on this show. I didn't pick him, but on the level change, I did pick him. Yeah, and yeah. Well, that that's a good way. That's yeah. that's the only way that you win With against him. a a gifter like Magni. Yeah, I pick Magni and I don't pick Magni, and therefore I win. <laughs> uh, yeah, but screw you that did guy. put on a good performance, and you had to like the choke, especially on a guy that's never been finished in any way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it was a nice choke. Definitely, John. What'd you think of this fight? 
I, I was surprised. I mean, I was half asleep because I got up early to watch it this morning because, you know, we have these stupid laws about changing our times. But uh, <laughs> I, I was surprised I was entertained by it. It yeah. was a nice it was a nice Darcy joke to finish it. So Darcy, Darcy, Darcy. Darcy, Darcy. Darcy. Yeah. I corrected myself. But, you know, I know you did it right before I started mocking you. So perfect. Yeah, I know. So that's that's. <laughs> I, it was just a, it was my it was my breadcrumbs for you to lure you into my trap. Yeah. Next thing it was going to be you talking about the Jason Von Flewey choke. Yeah, it's uh, with with uh, Royce and Ricks and Gracie. Yeah, <laughs> and a Condondi choke. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah but yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I yeah, I wanted. I found it, you know, for a, a Magni fight, I found it entertaining, which is shocking enough. Yeah. Right. Well, but again, he magnet himself through the whole fight. Like, it was never a single point at which I go, he's going to win this. It was like, he's winning, he's losing, he's winning, he's losing, he's winning, he's losing. And I, it was almost like he was measuring in his head, hey, which way did Eugene go on this? Because <laughs> whichever way he went, I'm going to go, I just want to... To screw his card. That's what I want to do. Well, that's what kind of made it entertaining. Is he waited to the third round. Yes, exactly. To put the fight away. It's like, oh, oh, there's suspense, and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No there suspense. was only two points in that fight though where I felt like he was in jeopardy. The rest of the fight he controlled handily. He is good with range as long as he's you know. And also the other thing too is he's got good takedowns, and Daniel Rodriguez just couldn't defend. That's yeah. the other thing too. But then, but with with Magda, you don't know. Like maybe yeah. he's scared by the shadow of a small child in the third row, and he just decides to throw the fight. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know with that guy. <laughs> All right, next, uh, this guy is super duper care for me because taking out Derek Minner is no small feat. But Shylin Nerd and Becca, that dude is a killer. However, there is a shadow over this fight. Now, let me tell you why. An hour before the fight itself, not before the card, but before this fight, maybe it was before the card. I just know like shortly before they fought, all this money started coming in on Nerd and Becca. Now, he was already the favorite, but over a 120-point movement on that line and then guess what happened uh you know he finishes him really quick and Derek Minner tells everybody he was injured in that first round that I mean in that first the first couple of moments of the round and then it comes out later that he was he was already injured so there's got to be some kind of investigation into that because yo that looks like fix fight fixing yeah yeah, this is, I mean, we've seen in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. we've seen this happen a couple of times, right? Yep. So, and it's it's not cool. Sean, so, I got to get your take because, you know, with the, with this kind of claim, you got to have some kind of opinion, right? Yeah, I mean, I think what, what happens is you, you, you have successful ways to do it and you have unsuccessful ways of doing it. TJ Dillashaw, unsuccessful, right? Uh, uh, okay, Dawes. It, that that was just a guy that was not successful, but it wasn't it wasn't borderline unethical. The guy was just trying to you know gut his way, get his way through. The successful example that we've seen thus far has been Francis Ngannou, who probably shouldn't have been in there. Decided he was going to gut it out, altered his fight style specifically to 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 work around the disability that he had, and ended up winning 
that's in my mind a success story. So, I mean, they'll, they'll, the reason why you can't get any agreement on it is because there are a lot of permutations. But this thing, if the betting line is changing, word is getting out, people are knowing they need to do something about that, especially on a card that, how, how what, six misses because the people were being overweight. So, come on, come on, come on. Rescue your event. At least have something work right. So, John, your take? Well, I mean, Eugene's got to be happy because all this time he's talking about fixed fights, it looks like we got one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look, at, look at the conspiracies, vast conspiracies, these changes. These, oh, here it is. Finally, the it, evidence. It, it, it's, a ri- it's a riddle inside of an enigma. Could call it inside <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good JFK quote. That's, uh, that's yeah, people, don't yes. use, people don't use that one enough anymore. But uh, I don't... no, I uh, I mean, there's two questions you have. Well, one is it seems obviously it, the information that he was injured got out right before the fight, right? Mm-hmm. So the question I have is, did he go into the fight purely because he wanted the paycheck? I can't imagine he's getting paid a lot. Right? Did he go into you know? And so it's losing's not going to look good. Did he go into the fight because? He couldn't claim the injury from training, and so he wanted to claim the injury came from the fight itself. Because a lot of guys mm. do that; they, right. you know, mm-hmm. they go ahead with the fights because they have an injury, and they're trying to claim that they, they suffered it during the fights. So the UFC insurance will pick it up, and then they pick up another injury, and it makes it worse. And then they they max out their premium, and they're screwed. But still, that's a whole other problem. But so there, I mean, there's a lot of questions. But this is, I mean, this is the one thing it does show you with how quick the lines moved kind of how easy it is to fix a fight in mm-hmm. MMA. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, and that's why the UFC probably did what they did. Cause they, you know, uh, uh, betting is becoming more and more important to MMA uh, revenue streams for pro- promoters. And it's just, you know, that's that, that'll be the big scandal at some point in the future. Hey, listen, I know a guy when I was working at Adobe, I know a guy at Adobe who ended up with a compound fracture of his leg on Monday morning. <laughs> It's funny, weird. He said, I don't know what happened. I just stood up. And now I'll tell you what happened. The guy went snowboarding in Lake Tahoe, broke his leg in Lake Tahoe, goes, screw this, got in the car, drove four and a half hours, pulled into his desk and said, I broke my leg at work. That's what happened. Wow. I, you know what? And I don't want to take it away from the guy. Honest to God, I don't want to say if that guy's going to drive four and a half hours with a broken leg, just to work a workman's uh, a, a, a workman's comp deal, more power to him. I'm not going five minutes with a broken leg to do that, but he did it four and a half hours. He deserves it. John, question for you. Do you think any kind of investigation happens from this, especially since it's <laughs> in Vegas? Uh, uh, maybe a small investigation. They assign someone from the commission to look, and then the UFC might do a bigger investigation themselves to protect themselves. But I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna launch any major type. It's, it's not yes. hearings or anything. <laughs> They're gonna start their investigation into John Nash, and <laughs> and then end it. Hey, but this has nothing to do with the fighter, huh? What? No, never mind. <laughs> you know, come on. You trust these guys to do an investigation. Come on. You know, UFC has to be sweating bullets right now, too, because they have that big sponsor deal with DraftKings, and DraftKings took a 23% nosedive this quarter. Mm. I saw that. Mm. Was yeah, a, I mean, a lot of UFC sponsors actually are struggling in this kind mm-hmm. of like Crypto.com is yeah. laying yep. authors. Bunch of those, I mean, because they, you know, the UFC Hoover, they'll, they'll take any sponsor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of them are probably not as financially secure as you'd hope as a sponsor. Indeed. So. I mean, we forget crypto.com. Remember, they used to give out that bonus to fighters. Where's that? We haven't seen that in months. They're retooling yep. it. They're retooling yeah. it. Apparently, yeah. takes a while. 
Yeah. All right. Next up, we get to the fight that was unfortunate for Eugene because Nate Manis is good, but he's not built for 125. It should not even be a thought for a five foot ten guy to make 125. That should be. I mean, they should not even allow that. But he made it, and he looked like I don't know if you guys have seen the Machinist. Yeah, he looked bad. He, he looked, looked really, really bad. Really bad. Yeah. If I had remembered that I picked him, I would have been bothered by it. But instead, I was just like, he looks really bad. Yeah. What kind of what kind of idiot would have picked him? <laughs> but the, to his credit, he's actually pretty good. And you know, I, I haven't been one twenty five since I was thirteen years old. <laughs> It blows my mind that a grown adult male is 125, but whatever. Now, John, there is you and I both know about that boxer that's like six foot five or something, and he he fights at 145. Oh my god, yeah, he does. And uh, uh, boy, that dude is something else. Like I, his name escapes. Me. You mean Pandora? Pandora, yes. Yeah. Pandora, oh yes. god, that guy's just a, that guy's a trip to watch. Yes, and uh, what a feat of nature! I mean, he ha- actually wins some fights too. But it's like watching Stefan Struve in a <laughs> in a fight. But if he could actually punch and strike exactly. and use his height, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Tagir Ulenbekov just steamrolled him. I, I mean. Or what more can you say? And Eugene, once again, you got a great sub. I mean, this card was filled with good subs. There were five submissions on this card. Yeah, I, you know, but the thing is, too, I'm not. Um, it's not just a sub that impresses me now. It's like if it's a sub I haven't seen before, wow. or an ent- entry, or a clever way. It's like I'm not giving these guys credit for doing stuff I could jump up and do. You know, I yeah, but I just. Boy, it looked like he was trying to pop his head right off. Yeah, that's that's the way. <laughs> Unless you take Mister Vicious's thing from last week. Now that wasn't that wasn't. That, that's a, a, what he a, did a, to him. That's that's exactly. I mean, not really. Not he, the same. It was a standing guillotine, and he lit. I mean, he levitated him there for a minute. I mean, yeah, but you you to take that high elbow and to do it up. I mean, this is what we advise here and you know oh. so that that part wasn't surprising to me so and we've seen some variation i mean that's what johnny boney joni did to uh, machida too so john what do you think of this one i didn't see this one i only watched the top few because okay. i got you know i didn't watch it last night so all right well we're getting <laughs> but, but apparently i should go back and watch it yeah i mean the card was filled <laughs> with finishes there were only two decisions everything else was a finish <sighs> Um, we get to Grant Dawson, Mark Madsen. I wish you had actually picked this fight. You you passed on it, Eugene. And yeah. Grant Dawson is a good well. Yeah, I'm glad because I would have picked Madsen, so I'm glad I passed on it. Oh, okay. He, well, John he, and I he, he, he looked soft to me his last fight, and then this guy Dawson clearly got his number. And to his credit, Dawson's um. He's adapted his grappling so much better than the the two-time Olympian and Mark Madsen. Yeah, but you have to know that these guys they always make the same mistake. It's like I, you know, I'm gonna dance with the one that one that brung me here, right? I mean, you know, the the numbers of guys who have been Olympians who adapt well are very few, yeah. right? So, um, I mean, you know, and and if DC doesn't make a pit stop at AKA, I don't know that he does as well. Yeah. Well, Grant Dawson looked great, and I like the way that his his uh, 
his wrestling has been adapted. I mean, he out wrestled the the Olympian, and I thought that was great. But he also has good hands too, mm-hmm. so yeah, I yeah. like him a lot. I want to see him in a ranked fight, and I like everybody was mad that he called out Tony Ferguson, and I thought to myself, he went to the Eugene Robinson School of Promotion because Grant is not ranked, but Tony is. Tony's number fourteen. Tony's a name, and Tony's on a massive decline. Smartest call out he could ever make am i right eugene yeah yeah but i i i also yeah however i want to see a little bit more ambition you know if you're 15 you don't want to go he's after 14 he's not where is he he's where like he? 20 oh okay okay That's all right a smart uh, then, then, then he should have got then he should have gone for 10 I, I want to see a little ambition in there. But I figure you would have liked the idea to to initially get into the inner sanctum to take out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Side. However, this is why I, mean, I can't. You know, I'm sure maybe you, some of you might agree with me here, but you know, everybody's doing this head scratching about why the gate wasn't bigger on Paul versus Silva. And you know, I'm shocked that Paul doesn't see it. Nobody, but nobody. Wants to see a beloved figure like Anderson Silva get at 47 year olds to get pasted in, in, in the ring. Nobody wants to see that. Now, you know, we want to see how game he was, but information about how him getting knocked out the, twice a week before, which, yo, he misspoke. And now people are not by it. Now people, are, we don't want to see what they called uh, the Diaz Homsat fight. We don't want to see an assassination. That's not what we're paying for. We want to see the possibility that he's actually going to win. And at this point now, Jake Paul has worked himself into a hole. He's going to have to fight somebody serious. So to him and Ryan Garcia, somebody that he's going to have to actually take an L at this point if he wants to stay solid because uh, we've seen behind the curtain here. So him picking out Ferguson, a washed Ferguson, yeah, yeah, he should have picked somebody ranked, but not Ferguson, not Ferguson. People have bad feelings about that. Not clearly, not Ferguson. Pick number 13, number 12 number 16 but not ferguson nobody wants to hear about ferguson in the cage anymore nobody but complete sadist and total insane ferguson stands nobody okay john i, I kind of disagree because i i get what he's coming from the, from the fan point of view yeah no no one's really interested it's you're, you're not going to get much bonus points for beating up an old legend kind of guys but yeah from his point of view for getting his name, people knowing who he is, mm-hmm. getting his name out there, and getting an easy, a, a less risky win. Because let's face it, Ferguson, if you've seen him doing his knee drill, his back and forth, how his knees look now, and he does that kind of that crouching thing he always does before fights, mm-hmm. he's slowed down. Age has caught up to him. So that's the to me, that's the less risky pick. You get a guy that's got a rating, will get you higher in the rankings. You get a guy that's got mm-hmm. name value. Uh, you're not, but it's not a money fight. It's not going to, nope, it's not like not people are going to pay extra for it. So that's the fight just to get you in the rankings though. And it's the easiest one because let's face it. Grant Dawson's been getting a lot of hard fights. They are, they are matching him with all the dogs, you know, that fight with Madsen. I mean, Madsen was 12 and Oh, you know, he had, he didn't have a loss on his record and that a, a lot of people were picking Madsen to win. Yeah. And Madsen's a much riskier, much, mm-hmm. probably a much harder point than Ferguson. And yet you are not going to get nearly as much out of it to win. That's why people choose guys like Ferguson. Yeah. Like, yeah but so, so Dawson beats Ferguson. What happens to his Q rating at that point? You know, well, his Q rating goes, goes up, up because yeah. no one even knows uh, who Dawson is. Uh, I guess from zero to one is okay, but 
Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't have a favorable feeling about the guy be from being like, Ferguson. I think it would be more like zero to four or five out of a possible no, ten. No. That's where you get because no. you end up with no. rankings and you end up no. with a win. Okay. All right. Next up, and I said this going in that Miranda Maverick and Shanna Young was terrible matchmaking because, you know, Shanna Young is terrible, and so <laughs> of course Miranda steamrolled her. 30-26 across all the cards. It was an embarrassing matchup to begin with. I mean, sure, showcase fight for Miranda. She needed that. But, I mean, Shanna Young has no business even in the UFC. I don't even know if she's built for fighting in general, even on the on the regionals. Gentlemen? Mm. Well, no, uh, I, I, I didn't see this one. Okay. I, I was say I disagree with bad match for, from a Miranda's point of view. This is some great matchmaking, <laughs> right? She gets kicked a paycheck, an easy win. Yeah, from all from that front, it seems like it was a great matchup. <laughs> all right, um, the last fights here we had Mario Bautista taking out Benito Lopez with a nice arm bar. We have Poli. Okay, this was an awesome. Oh match. yeah, Poliana yep, yep. Viana. I, I did see this one. I went back. Yeah, me too. Me Ooh, too. My goodness, I love to see a good knockout, especially coming from a woman. And what she did to Jinyu Fry. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Well, <laughs> even better. Come on, you got to touch on it. What? Oh, uh, oh, when she kissed her forehead. No, no. You, you, have you paid attention to the news today about? Colby Crappington's anus? Oh, yes, but I'm not sure that's actually Poliana's, uh, in, that's actually her mm. account because she came out several months back and absolutely disputed Colby's um, characterization of their relationship that they yeah. had dated. Yeah. She yeah. said that, I mean, she came out in an interview and said that he lied, that they never had any kind of relationship. So I doubt yeah, she would Certainly not say after that. She, he said, hey, stick your finger up my butt. And then she goes, no. He goes, well, get out then. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? I wasn't there. So it's just uh, wild think, you know, speculation. I I, I know the feeling. My, my my ex really liked anal, and I just I just couldn't strap. Whoa, it. hey, family, family show. show. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> jinx on you, you owe me a coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like to think that Poliana is so attractive because she is. Gorgeous. No, I just yes. that tattoo is that 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 poor man's uh, Brock Lesnar tattoo is really distracting. That's just bad placement for that tattoo. <laughs> but she's beautiful, and I like to think that there is no way she would even look. Sneeze in his direction. Yeah, you could. He's got nothing going on in that in that yeah. regard. You could just blatantly right? apparent. He just looks like he has no stroke whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys got yeah. Forget All it. All right. So Ludwig Shalinian got steamrolled by Johnny Munoz in a unanimous decision. No problem there. Um, pretty decent fight though. Um, Didn't see it. Submission for Jake Hadley over Carlos Candelario. Nice triangle. And then to open the card, Tamiris Vidal getting that nasty flying knee knockout. I think this was the one where she kissed uh, Ramona Pasquale on the forehead. I, I'm almost positive it was this fight. Um, but wow, what a flying knee. That was an awesome way to open the card. Yeah, well, you know, considering the card started at 1 o'clock, and some of us were doing jujitsu then. I, was, I don't know what they were expecting. This was in Vegas, not even in some crazy place. That was like seven hours, eight hours of fighting. That is lunatics. It's not fun. 
All right. Well, we are going to get to UFC 281, but first, Eugene. Crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, work shy individuals, fault finders, malingerers. This has less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, much more to do with the marketing heft of weight put behind you by the overlords of the now no longer failed IPO folks at Endeavor. The bald one and or the oofsie, if you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple. Fight and excite and fight until then. Don't come crying to us, bedwetters. All right. We have a card that's filled with exciting fights. There are also several fights that are ranked that matter. So it should make both of you very happy because the the very first fight is an Awesome win. Carlos Ulberg taking on Nikolai Nagumaranu. If that is our, our curtain jerker, it's a good one because both dudes are heavy handed. Woo. And what's funny is Carlos Ulberg, he's he's six and one, so he's still got that new that new car smell. He doesn't quite have his rhythm yet, so he just swings for the fences all the time. And I love that because I mean, you never know, really. He's only lost once, and he's been in the UFC almost from the beginning. So I'm just thinking, you know, we might get something really exciting here. I'm going to skip caring, but man, this whole card is pretty damn good. Gentlemen. Yeah, I don't care. All right, John. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's light heavyweight. It's not relevant enough, but I, I could see the intrigue. Yeah. There's, so. I mean, you got Nik- Nikolai, who is 13 and 1. You got Carlos Ulberg, who is 6 and 1. And they're just going to go in there and act ridiculous. And I love it. It's going to be a fun mm. fight. This whole card is like that. All right, next up, another banger Montel Jackson taking on Julio Arce. Woo! My this God. is how we do it. Yeah. Excellent, excellent fight. I love, I love watching Julio Arce. That dude is a badass. Anyways, again, this is a 14 fight card. This is how good it is. I'm passing on these excellent fights because, you know, as we get on up the card, I'm going to have a whole bunch of them. So, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the problem with Julio. Julio Arce, 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 yeah, thank God, that would be an unfortunate pronunciation otherwise, Uh, he's been what, he's like, often every other fight he loses, Mm -hmm. right, so there's just not been any momentum with him, he's been interesting to watch, Montel's had a much more straight line career so far, yeah, I just can't, there's, there's some intrigue there, uh, but I don't think both are outside. I'm sure both are outside relevancy. Oh, so. okay. Well, let, let's back up for a second. You, you mentioned Arce getting a win every other time, but you didn't mention who he was fighting. Song Yadong. I'm sure, no, sure nobody's. Sure they're nobody's. Yeah, Song Yadong, who's probably going to compete for a title. Yeah. Hakeem Dewadu, who is on a pretty good streak. Um, oh, they're not. They're not bad. He, he's not a guy that's like one of those guys that's in the UFC that shouldn't be there. I'm just saying. There's I, when I say there's no momentum with this career. Okay, well, just, I take that back. On on Duwadu, he recently lost to Julian Erosa, but Julian Erosa came back looking like a killer. But he beat Mike Trezano right before that. Um, his only other loss was Movsar Evloev since he's been in uh, the U.S. Oh, and Danny Henry, but that was way back in 2018. Those are his only his only losses. And then, um, and then uh, Song Yadong. I mean, come on. I I don't care. Sorry. 
All right. Next up, Mike Trezano taking on Sung Woo Choi. A good fight, but I'm going to pass because if this card is so deep, but this is a great fight. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't care either. <laughs> All right, uh, John? Uh, I'm going to pass on that one, too. I do like Sung Woo Choi's nickname, Sting. I, I don't know why. I've always liked that. Maybe because the, the pro wrestling Roxanne! <laughs> no, it's more the pro wrestling fan in me. I always, ah, I always okay. like Sting. All right, next up. All right, Eugene. Carolina's yes. back. Carolina Kowalkowicz, and she's coming off a win. She's taking on a fight she can win, too. Silvana Gomez Juarez. Are we caring? Yeah. There's nothing here. No, I don't. I, don't. I, I mean, I, you know, I just I need to parse up my time. You know? Yeah. All right. I got to pull something She lost her. I think I'm pretty sure she's lost like her last four straight, and and these were so far outside relevancy. Who's lost their last four straight? Carol. No, she won prior to the win. Yeah, it was five before that actually. Okay. (laughs) All right. Next up, Otman Azatar and Mafravolo. Excellent fight. Mafravolo is a killer grappler. I love this, but. Again, this is golly, yep. this card is so stacked. You know what? Yeah, no, I'm gonna pass on it. But still, if I were to pick it, I'd probably take Azatar. I, I I just say, Matt, they're just this is they're not relevant for me. Yeah, Matt, they're he right lost outside. a he lost a chance. I mean, not nothing wrong with losing a chance, McKinney, but it kind of says where you are on the roster. Right. Okay. Next up. Andre Petrosky taking on Wellington Terman at 185. Don't care. Any, yeah, anyway, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care about that one. John? No, no. All Petrosky right. definitely is outside of relevancy. This is going to be my first care on the card because Aaron Blanchfield is a badass. And so is Molly McCann. This is going to be a banger. It is also relevant. And... This is a true litmus test for each one because Molly McCann has true knockout power. She's got one-hitter quitters. And Erin Blanchfield, let me take a look at her because I believe Erin Blanchfield is a good grappler. Yes, I am right. And she also has good head kicks, but she's got wins by Americana. She's got Dr. Stoppage wins. She's got armbar wins. She's got guillotine wins. And she has not been beaten since 2019, way back when she was in Invicta. And she lost to a current girl in the UFC that is undefeated, Tracy Cortez. So she's beaten Miranda Maverick, JJ Aldrich, uh, Sarah Alpar, Brogan Walker. She has beaten a lot of the girls that are in the UFC. Yeah. Um, but this is a definite matter and care for me. I think maybe I'm going to take Molly. Yep. Um, I yeah, I gotta. I, I I care enough, even though Molly. Uh, I mean, I like some of the stuff Molly says because I, I gotta give her credit for being the the poor. I like the like the poor girl comment stuff that, yeah. that, that, that tugs at my heartstrings. But she's also as annoying as hell. So let's see well, if it goes against but... her. Oh my god, her and her and Patty just drive me goddamn nuts. Huh. Uh, but but I I also think she's incredibly overrated in order with how much they promote her. And I think I think Blanchfield's gonna beat her. So okay, I'll take I'll take that bet because what Blanchfield doesn't have is a one hitter quitter, and Molly McCann does. She's proven it a couple of times. 
against less than uh, yeah, but less she's than also got a really good chin. So I don't know. I just I'm taking her. I got a feeling, so I'm gonna take her. I'll probably regret it, but I'm gonna take her. Oh, I'll remind you. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Next up, Dominic Reyes taking on Ryan Spawn. Very good fight at 205. I like it. It's ranked. It matters. I think I'm going to take... Hmm, damn. Who am I taking in this? What the... F- Oof. I think I'm going to take... Golly. You know what? Y'all go first. Oh, geez, the, the, the pressure. Look at that. Look at that. She can't do it without us stealing I'm taking her Ryan picks. Spawn. Yeah, I mean, I, it, this is my first care on the card, so I'm going to uh, – and I'm I, I'm not convinced. I think it's the curse of Johnny Boney Joni, mm. and I'm not I'm not putting any weight behind Reyes still, so yeah, I'd Spawn it is for me. Yep, and that is kind of my logic there. <laughs> Nobody's ever the same after they fight yep. Jones. Even if it's close, and I feel like Dominic Reyes was probably the closest to beating him, and still – He's not looked the same since got his nope. ass handed to him a couple of times. So, John, yep. how are you looking at this? Because it does matter. Yeah, well, partly it's it's it almost doesn't matter because Reyes has been out. I don't think he, when's the last time he fought? It's been over well over a year. Yeah. And so because it's been well over a year, usually that you know drops out of the rankings. He's the, but I, I still I'm so intrigued by where he's at in the division, I, I think I'll, I'm interested, obviously. And it, it's hard to see, even though he's, he's on like a big losing streak, the guys he lost to are all, all the top yeah. of the division. Three, um, John Jones, Jan Blakowicz, and Yuri Prohaska, the, the three last champions. Yeah. So I got it. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the gamble that the last year and a half has been clearing his head that he's been oh, out okay. and, and getting, and getting his game back on his confidence back and that he wins this fight. All right. Well, okay. take in Ryan Spawn. <laughs> Next up. Oh my goodness. I love this fight so much. Hanato Moicano and Brad Riddell. Woo! Talk about a grapple fest. My God. I love this. Um I, hmm. I have to look at who, who their last fights were. Okay, Brad Riddell, just so you know. Last loss to Rafael Fiziev and Jalen Turner. Excellent um, showings there. And then we have, um, let's see. And then Hanato Moicano was on a three-fight win streak. I'm sorry, two-fight win streak. And then he met Rafael Dos Anjos, who embarrassed him <laughs> earlier this year in March. Huh. But his only other losses were to the Korean zombie, Jose Aldo and Rafael Fiziev. My God. He only fights killers and champions. I'm still going to yeah. take Moicano. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, John. No, you, no, you no, go, John. No, 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 no. To well, the elder, elders first. I, I have an overriding feeling of distrust in regards to Brad Riddell because I imagine he's burned me before. Yes, he has. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Moicano, even though I have a bad feeling about him too. But, but you I like think Moicano. He, yeah, I do. So, uh, John, you are also a Moicano fan from the past, so I'm just curious if you're going to stick with him. I, you know, I, this is a fight I almost don't care about 
because of uh, I mean, because just they're they're, tra- they're it's not that they're bad fighters; they're actually good UFC fighters, but mm-hmm. they're not at the, like the top of the division type, and they've kind of proven where they're you know just you, the suspense has been taken out. And I want to choose Moyakon, but I got to go. Even though he's, I think you said he lost his last couple, Riddell. Yeah. I I, I got to go with. I don't know. Gut feeling. I got to go with Riddell. Okay. Alrighty, and now we get to Dan Hooker taking on Claudio Puelas, and you know what? Ooh, this that's is a, a dark star. That's a freaking good fight, though. Really? When was the last time you thought about Dan Hooker? Oh. I think about him all the time because he gets okay, that's creepy. quite a bit <laughs> by submission radio. And because we are in this group chat where that we share each other's podcast links, I frequently see him on my timeline because I share submission radio stuff and, you know, they're in Australia. And so they interview him all the time. Mm-hmm. So that I actually think about him quite a bit, only because by proxy through Twitter sharing and retweets. But um, Puelas hasn't been beaten since 2016. That's his only loss. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I take that back. Two losses: one back in 2014 and one back in 2016. But he is. Um, He's beaten everybody they've put in front of him in the UFC, including one of Eugene's favorites, Jordan Levitt. He mm-hmm. also beat You love it at Levitt's. <laughs> He's also beaten a super tough guy in Chris Gritzmacher, and he beat he finished Clay Guida, and that's kind of hard to do, but he finished him with the knee bar in his last fight. I am taking Claudio Puelas because I think he'll end up finishing Dan Hooker. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not picking Dan Hooker. I I can't in good conscience do that. So, uh, Puelas. Yeah. John's gonna pick Dan one. Hooker. I know. I might have to because as much as Puelas is a much younger guy, Hooker's probably over the hill. Hooker's been not looking, losing a lot of his fights. But it, just the, there's a world. There's a just a vast gulf separating the talent level. They're both been fighting. Uh, and just to to let you know. Hooker's only 32. He's just yeah. been fighting a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's been fighting over. He's been fighting like 10 years, though, hasn't he, professionally? Oh, yeah. He's been fighting since 2009. That's that's usually how the career arc goes. Ten After 10 years, you start going downhill. Years, so. That's it. Yeah, I'm not picking him because, you know, in his last five fights, he's only got one win over Nazrat Hakparast. That's it. Yeah, but he but he fought. I mean, he lost to Dustin. He lost to Chandler and Islam uh, oh, what, and was the last Allen. Arnold Allen is the last guy. We'll beat the crap out of him but still. Yeah, but Arnold Allen finished him, and I mean, good lord, punches knees. Yeah, it's, it's see, that's the, that's the dilemma because Hooker did not look good that last fight, but he has been fighting much much tougher competition where. Claudia, I just, but how do I, we know that? Because he keeps getting finished in the first round. How, you know, I I get it. He, but he lost to Arnold Allen, but quickly, first round, two minutes in. Islam yeah. Makachev, first round, two minutes in. Michael Chandler, first round, two minutes in. Everybody's yeah, I got it. Yeah, okay, he's finished. He's done. Put a fork in him. Put a, put a, get the hook out and drag him off the stage. Uh, I'll go with Claudio. You convinced me. I mean, I look at that and I just think to myself, man, he's not even holding up anymore. So, yeah. All right, next we get 
Oh, Frankie Edgar's last fight, Chris Gutierrez. And I got to take Gutierrez because. Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah. I'm I'm opting out of this. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Okay. Well, I can. And I'm going to take Gutierrez because, you know, Eugene, we got to get ahead of John. I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm just a Frankie Edgar thing. Does it, does this not make you sad? Sort of, but yeah. so, very sad. It's it's not it's, it's not mm. Frankie Edgar. It's a guy that looks like Frank. We're in the skin of Frankie Edgar out there. <laughs> John, you take a Gutierrez. I mean, it's relevant. So I, I kind of care only for that matter. But for, I mean, kind of like Dan, Fr- Frankie's just not as much as he's high in the rankings so because he's been fighting top guys. He's not really at the position he is. You know, he's not he's not really the guy that should be at that rank at that level. We we should have moved past it. Not this is not to be mean to him, he's a legend, but I gotta take Gutierrez. I just don't have no faith that Edgar at this point in this career. Yeah, yeah. All right. He's entering BJ Penn territory. <laughs> Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. I mean, we already know how I'm going. I'm going Dustin Poirier, but I mean there's a very real chance that he has slept. Because Michael Chandler Man, when he hits, when he lands, boy, sometimes it's just lights out. He does swing bricks, and he's got good kicks too. So yeah, uh, I think there's I'm, an I'm equal chance Poirier. to let Chandler get slept. Yeah. So I am taking Poirier. How about you guys, John? Oh, um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to take a Dustin. I still think he's he's still a pretty good fighter, I think. And and Chandler, it's pretty evenly matched. But I, I actually I wouldn't be shocked if, like I said, Dustin puts Chandler out. Okay, I like or that. Or the opposite, though. So mm. that's too boring. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just have a little bit of fun. I'm going with Chandler. All right. Ooh, ooh, this man. <laughs> yeah. No, right. no, no. I'm just kidding. We get to uh, the fun to watch. Event, and I know that Eugene's going to give us a conspiracy theory, and I'm going to ignore it. Carlos Barza. Zhang Wiley. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this. And, <laughs> you know, Zhang Wiley's going to steamroller. John? Didn't hear that being directed towards me. I just heard the the, the fight. Uh, yeah, my understanding is that there are only five women fighting in the women's strawweight division. Huh? Uh, it's been pointed out to me that every title fight and change has been Carla Esparza, oh, yeah. Zhang Wiley, Rose Namajunas, uh, uh, Joanna Jenchechek, who retired, and, uh, and Adrad. Yep. That's right. So that's the only five. And in a weird way, it's kind of like the, the, the women's version of the four kings from the 80s. Oh, hmm. yeah. But uh, so we got that going for us. So uh, this fight, I, I, I think Zhang is a much better fighter. Yep. I think it's just, it's to me, it's a no-brainer. It, much as it's been like back and the only people that match up with Zhang seems to be, uh, Rose seems to be the only one that matches up with her. So. And I think that Zhang won that last fight. I don't think Rose actually won it. If you go back and watch that again, that's a Zhang win. Sorry. I don't know about that, but I'm 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 picking Zhang for this fight. So. All right. Are you? Yep. You're just you're just ripping us off again. No, I I'm mean I Carlos Sparza. I was a big Carlos Sparza, Sparza booster, but. Something happened, and I don't know what. Yeah. Oh, okay, well. Oh, you know what? If we're going to say the Four Kings, this would be like the Four Kings with uh, uh, Wilford Benitez. Because oh! You know, that kind of the four, because that was a separate Four Kings that yeah. overlapped. So we got mm-hmm. 
All right, main event time. Israel Adesanya taking on Alex Pereira. Ooh. I got to take Izzy. I, I, I love Alex, but I don't know if he's going to get it done because Israel has, and I don't care if you don't like it, but he has the perfectly adapted MMA game. I mean, he took kickboxing and he seamlessly incorporated it. He's got good takedown defense. He's got, you know, fast hands. I mean, he's the total package, in my opinion. Say what you want about him personally, but fight-wise, the man is very, 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 very good. Elite. So I'm, I'm going to take Izzy. But, you know, Alex... He also has a one-hitter quitter, and it could happen. He's done it once. Yeah, he's done it twice, hasn't he? Well, he beat him twice, but he only slept him once. All right, right, yeah. John? Uh, I, I, I have to go with Israel only because he's been fighting much longer in MMA and obviously has shown demonstrated how good he is at it, where you got to imagine that, uh, that Alex – He's only got a few fights in. And and actually, my prediction is this is going to be a lot like Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan. Yeah. That he's going to mm. do something like the grappling that you'd never expect Israel to do because because Alex is going to be so out of, his, out of his comfort zone in it. Yeah. And that'll be that. That's so. it'll. I'm expecting a very ugly fight. Mm. I think you well, might be right. After dealing with my close personal friend, Eugene Barman and uh, and watching how he he works these guys, I, I I pretty much am convinced that they are leaning on the total promise of MMA, right? Like Pereira might might be thinking that what's going to happen is it do it's going to be a replay of the kickboxing thing, and this is MMA. I, I say all he's a is he is a blue blue belt now a purple belt? I think he's a um, purple now. Yeah, but he's uh, um, it is. I, I think he is going to introduce enough foreign element to Pereira, who's not been pushed in that regard vis-a-vis grappling, that it's just like he, uh, I think you or John mentioned uh, uh, Nganu, that it's going to be hard enough for him to get off on the one, and that's all it is he needs to to actually to actually outpace him. So um, if he can make it out of that first round, which I suspect he will be able to, I'm going to give it to Izzy. Izzy's also a really good counterpuncher. Yeah. So anything he throws is going to immediately be met with something like instantaneously. And Izzy super fast too. Mm. He's got great fight IQ. No denying that. I mean, he knows how to pace a fight and he knows when to be super cautious. We saw that, believe it or not, for the first time when he fought Anderson Silva and everybody was all, oh my God, that fight was boring. Anderson was still freaking dangerous back then. I would have been very cautious too. And that was smart of Izzy because he didn't take any unnecessary damage. He didn't put himself in any kind of harm's way. And he firmly beat him, you know, ran circles around him pretty much. Well, my, my one piece of advice for Israel uh, is, uh, you know, don't walk towards him with your hands down. It yeah. didn't work for Sean Strickland. So this that's is my... true. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we have made our picks. Eugene, you have six picks, and John and I have eight each. It's a very, very good card. I'm super stoked to watch it. I probably will actually watch the entire thing um, 
just because it's been a long time since I was this excited for a card. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm probably gonna now. I think about it, I didn't. I'll probably miss it. So why? I just got the stuff going Saturday. Oh, uh, stuff. What? What stuff? Yeah. You know things. Like what? Yeah. You need to know. Come on, put them things. on the spot, Eugene. Yeah. What is What's that? It? Put him on the spot. Demand. Demand to know what he's doing, that he's not going to watch. Yeah, yeah well, I got my friend Barbara. She's, you don't know her. She's coming from out of town. And uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, buddy. Give me your last All name. Right. What's your last name? Come on, tell me. Yeah, you know, she she comes from Michigan. I mean, you know, you know everybody in Michigan? <laughs> so, John, what is it? I'm not going to be baited into this. Yeah, okay. You got, you're busy. You're going to be out of town doing something fancy. Yeah, Come okay. on, John. What is it? Tell us. Well, <laughs> Come on, I'll leave the guy alone. You know, hey, gender reassignment is nobody's business but his. Oh, my goodness. Eugene, that was not nice. That no, was not also, nice. Hey, I just had a colonoscopy the other day. I don't really know what I'm doing. So Ooh, I'm uh, still I'm still under the influence of uh Versed and uh <laughs> and the and the fentanyl they gave me. Oh my yeah. goodness. Eugene oh. well, Eugene likes to send me uh he likes to Skype me at night with him doing the uh, Buffalo Bill from uh, South oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get way off track, Eugene, I'll start with you. What you got going on and where can we find you? Uh, well, if you're a fan of the Substack, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, the Substack, look what you made me do. Eugene has Robinson Substack. I do a takedown of Musk because I'm sick. Sick of the guy. I've had it. I've had it. People have been complaining about my things being too personal and not political enough. This will let, set your world on fire. Um, I'm also closing in on the last 30 pages of the memoir. We'll deliver it uh, end of next week to uh, Feral House. So if you follow me uh, on anything other than the Twitter machine, most specifically maybe Instagram, you've seen me float the uh, sample cover. So um, right now I'm getting uh, people to do back cover blurbs. So that seems to be pretty exciting. Nobody said no to this yet. So that's kind of cool. And uh, we got the show stomper. We also, whereas I have a complete redux of my oopsie commentary desk, which I think as a life lesson is compelling viewing. Uh, And then if the shoes fit on Tuesday and John, are you on again or, uh, you, oh they, no! You you, you got to survive without me this week. I believe. Oh no! No 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 more Yoko Ono! No no! So that's get, it. Yeah, get so, ready for a thirty-minute diatribe. <laughs> Yoko 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 Ono's involvement with Zelensky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get a whole so, thing about the importance of Lawrence Welch. Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. yeah, yeah. My God. All right. So, so Eugene, that's my that's my week. Yes, Eugene. I, I have yes, to ma'am. commend you because one of the funniest tweets I read this week came from you when. Elon talked about when he first unveiled the $8 thing and you busted out with, I've got not one, but two nuts for you to juggle in your mouth. <laughs> yes, I, I, I thought it was it was a damn Christian thing for me to do, to offer him up. You know, I mean, it's not every day that that somebody like Elon Musk gets offered two salty nuts to juggle in his mouth and I wanted to be the first, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If you could have heard 
the noises I made. I mean, I was full on doing donkey kicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, free speech. Hashtag free speech. That's right. Well, uh, John. I, I said, you know, Eugene you. sends out every Christmas a peach sweaty nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is like a finger fingerprint pad and a piece of paper, and then you got your your, your nut imprint for Christmas. <laughs> John, what you got coming up, and where can we find you? Well, on social media, you can find me at Hey Not the Face as long as Twitter's still operating. Apparently, it's falling apart. So, uh, you can find me on not on If the Shoes Fits this week. You can find me again uh, next week here on Care Don't Care. Also, I have a uh, a Hey Not the Face podcast that we recorded that came out last week or two weeks ago, and we got a new one we're recording that's going to come out what sometime this week, Tuesday. Step, Tuesday comes Tuesday, out, yes, so sir. we got that. So the day after this comes out, there will be a Hey Not the Face podcast. Where this week we're talking about uh, why MMA fighters haven't been able to form a union. All right. Oh yeah, that's that that's classic. Okay, yeah. I mean, you if you don't bring up Cal Scalac during this exchange, you should. You know. Who? Cal Scalac was a guy who saw it back in the seventies who saw the bodybuilding saw, union. Oh. Yeah, bodybuilding union and got <laughs> got screwed. Oh. So he uh he uh famously got everybody was like, Yeah, Cal, we're all behind you hundred percent. Right, and then, then he looked behind him and nobody was standing there. And Cal, yeah, yeah, man, that, that was terrible. Sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, it really does. I, I And I loved him, too, as a bodybuilder, but he just got reamed. He should have seen that coming. Well, the, yeah, unfortunately. Well, I might bring him up. He might. He was a good example of, uh, yeah, of yeah, one, one yeah. type of sport. Trying to, yeah. Sport, in quotations, are trying to become. <laughs> All yeah. right. So, folks. That's going to wrap up the show. Until next time, please stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Presents production. To check out more of our content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is titled Bloody Elbow Presents. We're also on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Player FM, and Amazon Music. Just search for Bloody Elbow Presents and you'll get brand new shows throughout the week, including Care Don't Care, the Level Change Podcast, the MMA Bivis Section, the 6th Round Post-Fight Show, 6th Round Retro, the MMA Depressed Us, Crooklyn's Corner, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, Show Money, Guest Podcasts, the Hey Not The Face podcast, and radio-style play-by-play for every UFC pay-per-view. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Bloody Elbow blog, and as always, on BloodyElbow.com. <laughs>